0: Welcome to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. The happiest place in the world. (laughs) Isn't it? We've got so much to talk about today, so let's get to it.
1: Oh, and Jackie Cox is here. Let's get to it. Today we are joined by... It do take nerd podcast hosts and RuPaul's Drag Race contestant, the one, the only thirst trap herself,
2: Jackie Cox. Hi, hi, oh Jackie to the Cox. I love you. Said RuPaul's Drag Race contestant, contestant, <laughs> <laughs> not star, not star, not not just 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 contestant, just contestant. <laughs> I, I, I'm a super fan of you. Using the intern
1: on RuPaul's Drag Race. Sorry. I like to the fan girl for a second. I have
0: because I do this with everybody at the top of the show. I'm a super fan of you and on the show. Uh the only question I want answered right now is how was sex with Jeff Goldblum?
2: Oh my god. Uh you I think you'd have to ask Gigi. I think Gigi was the one. Really? Because he looked
1: like he was licking
0: his chops watching
1: you do the game. Wait, 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 wait. Somebody actually had sex with Jeff Goldblum, or is this just a thing, like a
2: joke? I, I I personally don't know uh, anyone personally who I can confirm to have had sex with Jeff Goldblum. <gasps> if you posted thirst traps as much as Jackie
0: Cox
1: does, maybe it
0: would. Oh, my um... gosh. Well,
1: Jackie's a smart bitch. Jackie's a smart bitch. You get your bookings. You get your. Because here's the thing. Okay. Is RuPaul's drag race and being on Canada's drag race, and I'm sure the drag race UK girls and the drag race Holland and Thailand girls feel this way, is that like you never know what is going to, you know. To, to blow up and like you know Jackie, incredible queen, so talented. We love Jackie as a queen. Mm-hmm. Jackie's smart. Jackie was like, oh, with my shirt off, mm. oh I get God. more likes and views. Mm. So how am I going to pay my rent this month? Mm. Nips out, mm. nipples out. Mm. Oh.
2: Okay, well, it, you know what? I, I look as as my idol. We're not Lisa complaining, Renna says, by the way. We're not complaining. You, you gotta you gotta hustle, you know. And and in this in this in this economy, baby, if if my nips will pay uh, even a modicum of my rent, I got I gotta take the cash, babe. Um, well, you know. So thanks, th- thanks to all of you guys also, who liked and clicked.
1: <laughs> what I wanna, what I wanna also say is that like, that's the beauty about being a drag race contestant is it's, it's not about drag anymore. It's just about you as an individual. Like you're famous in and out of drag, in medium drag, in kind of drag, in no drag. So it's great.
0: Well, I mean, that's really the test of the show. It's, it's really not so much like what happens. It's like how much you can commodify yourself and be successful after your season is done. I've seen some girls at DragCon, you know, and there's no line for them. And I always feel
1: a little Who? sad about that. Name
0: them. Name them, Alec. Call them out. After the show. The show is about spreading <laughs> love. <laughs> the, the girls on the drag race program get enough hate. He's online. talking
1: about he's talking about my future line. I've never gone to a drag con before, so he's like Priyanka's <laughs> line just empty, just Priyanka. Tumbling. You're gonna have a
2: huge line. Are you kidding? People love you.
1: Yeah, you're gonna have a big fat line. Our
2: season, uh, literally, we shut down right after the second episode aired, so we got to tour for exactly. One week, okay, and (laughs) but I uh, heard it was a very glorious week. I was at Mickey's in WeHo, you know, wow, not far from you, and that was my uh, that was my last thing I did, and then I did one more show in New York City on March fifth. And tonight, uh, I am two weeks out from my vaccine, and I'll be doing my first live show in New York City <gasps> over here tonight. I'll be at industry.
0: They're open, so how are they doing that?
2: Yeah, so everyone is everyone is seated, spaced at, at tables. So normally it's an open bar where people can mm-hmm. just, like, mill around, but now everyone's seated at tables. Um, you, if you stand up, you have to have a mask on. Uh, as the performing queen, I will have a uh, face shield on as well, oh. and I'll be... I'll be staying away from the audience as well. They cannot come up to tip me, um, so it's like it's it's so definitely. So do they it's pass it to you in an
0: envelope in a hermetically sealed uh, baggie, or how do they tip you?
2: Yeah, well, I was actually going to ask Priyanka to come and collect them for me, but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see if she's free after this podcast.
0: Well, I'm available back.
1: For, for bookings. <laughs> that's,
0: exactly. that's That's so exciting. A friend of mine, a very tall drag queen named Lola Ceilings that's uh, so funny performs there she's she's six foot seven and that's without her shoes on so she has to buy some very large shoes let's give her a shout out but um welcome welcome to the show we're so excited that you're here and it's time to unpack uh the Mm. episode which is episode 13 of season 13 it's still going on. Here we
2: are.
1: <laughs> Here we are. 13 episodes later. Yeah. So we just said goodbye to Utica. We have our final five. Olivia Lux, Simone Ye, Candy Muse, Got Mick, and New York's very own. Oh, I guess Candy's from New York, too. Oopsies. Rose. Jackie, did you ever come into contact with Candy or Rose in, in NYC?
2: Oh yeah i mean i I knew Rose before she started drag her and I used Whoa. to go to the same gym together mm. um and gym culture big 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 you know love for dick. Rose we've big definitely dick. known each other a long time candy <laughs> i didn't i I didn't really meet candy until uh after you know after doing season twelve with dahlia um and mm. they're of course in the same house, so that's how I met candy and I love candy as well you know gotta 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 root for my new york queens but i'm also i love i love olivia i i only met her recently um and i love um yeah there's three new york queens pre
1: right wait is olivia from new york yeah i'm so stupid and dumb and disgusting slap me so what is the main what is the main kind of biggest drag bar in new york city like if
0: you get a booking there you're like i'm set everybody knows everybody's gonna know who i am
2: uh, well, you know, a lot of them have closed, which has been really tough in this pandemic. Um, industry is one of the few that is trying to survive and remain open. So I'm doing what I can to support them. But like, you know, it's been a tough year for for New York nightlife for sure. So, you know, now that people are getting vaccinated, I'm excited for things to reopen. It's going to be exciting.
1: Yay, Jackie, I've been thinking about this a lot and... You want to do a collab? Do it. We should open up a bar together.
2: Sure. What's it called? Jackie and Priyanka for you? No, it's called Just Be Gay <laughs> for you. For you. Just be gay. For you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: I love it. I love it so much. But yes, we also do need to collaborate as well. Um okay, so um okay, so okay, so Jackie, you made it to the top 5. I did. Season, so that's pretty iconic. I did. Cuz you're an icon, a legend and a parent, <laughs> which is what I call everybody that comes on our show, but you especially cuz you brought something that a lot of girls, you know, sometimes don't bring is a lot of culture. You are a culture girl I like yourself. I love that. So thank you.
2: Yeah, well, you know what? That was it's important to be to be as much of a voice as you can i mean this is your chance you're on national television w- global television really you're on global television you have a chance to reach people's hearts and minds um and baby no one was going to tell me that i wasn't going to be able to share my story because it's part of why i auditioned for the show last year was my first time auditioning for the show i really wanted to Icon. share my experience as being you know a queer person of middle eastern descent what it's like here in the united states in the year you know at the time in the year 2020. Um, And so, you know, we should all we should all take take the chances we have to be our truest selves, to share ourselves with people, because that's that's why people watch the show. People watch watch the show like partially for our dresses, but they watch the show because they want they want to connect to us. They want to connect to people. And that's what. We That's what we love to do as drag queens and, and performers. You know, it's not just drag. It's also comedians. It's like you, you get up on that stage because you want to give a bit of yourself to someone else. And you want to share that truth, honey.
1: Mm-hmm. Share the truth. Yeah, I always find that, like, the things that make audiences fall in love with the contestants the most is, like, everything that's talked about in the trauma room, a.k.a. the <laughs> work room. Because let me tell you, when that, when that eyeliner starts going on and someone says their dad's died, you're like, wow, this is when the audience can relate to the performer. Because a lot of our favorite celebrities, you know, there's not much to relate to. We just like they have bops and they're pretty and they're whatever. But like with with drag performers is that we have so much story to share and that's what the heartbeat of this motherfucking show is. How many times have to tell you? I appreciated that about your season three,
0: about how much culture (laughs) you brought into it. Because that, the stuff that made you unique and of course your iconic finale, which was just Mm -hmm. royal, and ruby red and beautiful. Now you're saying, as soon as you were cast on the show, I'm gonna bring this part of my culture to the show. That was a deliberate decision.
2: So the way the show works is you get kind of a a, a little like packing list of bring these things. We're Mm -hmm. not going to tell you the details, but bring this list of things, you know. So like, for example, for me, like Stars and Stripes was one of the prompts. And I was like, okay, what can I do with this prompt knowing it's an election year? And I was like, I really want to bring this look that's iconic that represents kind of something going on here in this country something I want to talk about. You know, so it's definitely something that you make a choice with. Um, Mm. So it was really that moment for me. And then also the reveal look, because I knew I was going to go really campy for the actual promo look. But for the reveal look, I wanted to actually... The prompt they gave us for the reveal was like protest and punk. And like, I wanted to shout out some amazing protests that had been happening in Iran that were pushing for more democratic government there. So that's kind of what I went with with that. So, you know, you, you, you take the prompts. And I think... You know, always the scary part is you never know what order they're going to be in, or like how they're going to be used. Right. So, like you know, we've encountered this a couple times in seasons 13, where the girls brought similar things, but it's not the girls' fault. It's because one runway happened to be before another runway. That's why we have two boxers. We had two girls with the with the little um, balls in the hair. You know, it's it's all. It happens because you don't really know what's going to happen in the order. Drag Race is a it's a tricky tricky game, it's very very tricky.
1: It was all it was always Olivia Lux who was always the sloppy second. Like it was never like anybody fault, else, right? That's not totally on not, her not fault. at all. I felt so bad for, her. and I I,
2: yeah. I had people texting me being like, how do they let her get away with this? And I'm like, get away with this? Simone just got lucky that her <laughs> runway was first. Like it's like yeah. there's no. <laughs>
0: One quick question before we start diving into season thirteen, because I'm curious. On camera, did you ever have a point either one of you? This is a question for both of you. Where like, oh, I've told too much. Did you ever feel like, oh God, why did I? Or or, or ever feel because like sometimes when I get off stage, you know, even if it went well, I go, oh, I t- I talk
1: about too much personal stuff. When you're in a room with Scarlet Bobo, it's never too much. She's saying <laughs> too much, so you're like. You're like I'm everything. You're like I am a little more censored than she is, so I'm doing okay. I thought I remember before when I got cast, I called one of my ex boyfriends and I was like, "Here's the thing. Remember how you used to treat me really, really poorly? That's probably going to come up on, on camera. And really, I'm just you right now? But it never came. It never came up in any conversation like that. Well, just it wasn't. came up now. <laughs>
0: <I'm like, laughs> Call him out. To Here it it's is. It's never I'm too late. <laughs> Drag Race podcast. Yeah.
1: Okay, let's talk about let's talk about episode 13 of season 13 of RuPaul's Drag Race. The maxi challenge is acting. When picking roles, see this is my problem with acting is that they they give you right. like a character trait to go with like you're the whiny one, you're 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 the this one, you're the that one. And Candy uh, and and Olivia pick parts that they've done before and Simone tries to fight for a part and struggles because Candy ends up getting it. So when picking a role for an acting challenge, do you think it matters or should you just be well-versed at everything? Well, the thing about
2: this acting challenge, because it's so few of them, we usually don't have acting challenges with this few contestants. Usually there's like still like True. 10. So for example, uh, in season 12 on Gay's Anatomy, I was like, all right, some of these parts are obviously bigger than other ones. I will take Meredith Gay because I am that bitch. Um, whereas this part, all of them were pretty even. So I think you know I would have been... Personally happy with any of the roles, because I think all of them you can make really fun and have fun with them. And I think the girls who succeeded were able to find different levels versus just kind of what those little short descriptions were and find additional stuff. And then the girls, you know, who struggled a little bit, weren't able to push past and maybe... Make it something more than what it is, right? I mean, honey, this isn't Shakespeare. This is this is RuPaul's Drag Race acting challenge. So you got to elevate the <laughs> yeah, text, yeah. darling. You got to elevate. Here's the two text. things.
0: One, I, I hate it when this is my pet peeve with Drag Race. When right. drag queens come on and go, I'm not he an actor. Something to say, I'm not an actor because you know what? If you're on stage in all that goop and you're witness, you're lip syncing Chaka Khan and you're embodying, I'm every woman. You're an actor. Well, but Alec, you Such have to remember song. too
2: because a lot of queens never use their real voices in drag yeah like they only lip sync and being actually able to you know work your own instrument which is including your voice is a different beast right to be Uh, able to actually use your own voice interesting you're on the mic
1: in between numbers at the club not every queen not
2: every queen though right a lot of queens don't a lot of queens don't talk on the interesting
1: i am completely
0: shocked if you get the smallest part you can, you can tear that apart any way you want. Darian Lake won a challenge by being a head in a box. And like when that Asian girl at the top of this season was playing a tree, she should have picked a really funny voice. Oh, you know, Kimora, like if she was a I'm Betty glad. Davis tree.
1: And if she delivered everything, you know, just kind of drag it out and make it the most ridiculous thing. I definitely i th- I think I see where where you're going. There's two things here. I love the thing that Jackie mentioned about like not all drag queens get to talk on the microphone because that's such an American thing. Like in Canada, we all have to fucking talk on the microphone no matter what we we do. Someone introduce us, we do our two numbers, and then we talk in the middle, then do two more numbers. So it's like a twenty minute minute set per queen.
2: Yeah, I mean in New York, in New York, all the queens talk on the mic for sure. Like, that's, that's what I'm definitely, saying. But. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race cast from all over the country, baby. Like, you have queens... I mean, you have some queens who have, like, like Aiden Zane had mostly done drag in, in her bedroom prior to Drag Race. I mean, you have drag that comes from everywhere. So I totally get, yeah. like... The thing is, to your point, Alec, if a queen is able to unlock amazing acting skills in a lip sync... It's not that much further to go to push them to then unlock it using their real voices, but exactly. it does take That's it takes what a I'm shift saying. in your mindset. It takes a shift in your mindset. I know. And I know there's a lot of fear there, right? Oh, yeah.
1: I, but it's I think, the I think same people way get it in that, their like, head. I, it's the same way. Yes, of course. It's the same way that I trained in improv and failed both the improv challenges. It just happens. Right. Oops. Sorry, right. bitch. Right. Sorry, Alex. Sorry, I'm not perfect. I know. Shut Sorry up. Sorry, I'm not a perfect contestant, and you're here
0: just shitting on me and Jackie. What's what's the name of the queen who had all the dead butterflies in the finale? Oh no, oh, Asia. Asia O'Hara. That's so her. I saw. She's so amazing. I saw so Asia talented. O'Hara perform live in Houston. I was, I was. Doing and she a, slayed, right? I was doing a movie in Texas. Not only did she slay, she of course yeah. she slayed, but she did half an hour of crowd work where she oh yeah, is an
2: amazing hostess and yeah.
0: interviewed people. And I'm always saying, you know, and and drag queens as a, as a rule, you have to be quick.
1: One would think, but I've met some slow queens, baby. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know because there's so many different avenues to performing drag now that you don't have to be just good at one thing, which is talking, like. Maybe some girl's just better at performing than talking, and that's fine. Yeah,
0: well, the show's so much more difficult now at season 13. I think the bar has been yes. set high for everybody.
1: You can't show so we up. we have an expectation. We have things to, 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 like, compare it to. Like, oh, well, last season, this queen did good at that. Why didn't this queen do good at that? So, whatever. Whatever, bitch. So, the acting challenge.
0: And they had to do uh, a Hanny, I Shrunk the Drag Queens, all with green screen. Now, how many green screen challenges did you guys have? Because I figured they're all green screen.
1: Two. I had two.
2: We only, the only one for us that was green screen was the commercial challenge. But for Gay's Anatomy, they actually built us a beautiful hospital set. It was gorgeous. I was wow. like, We walked in and I was like, <laughs> I'm a movie star. <laughs> did you watch Gay's Anatomy before doing Gay's Anatomy? I watched the first season, which is what oh. a lot of the challenge was based on. So like I was really trying to like channel Ellen Pompeo's vocal fry. Because she's like, <laughs> it's like right there. She's like, she's like, I'm choose me, mother. Like bury that.
0: I haven't watched in cool. 75 years. So um how did you think the queens, the individual queens did in their challenge?
2: I think everyone overall did pretty well. I think if if I'm if I'm going to be a judgy bitch, which is I guess <gasps> my job on this challenge, yes please. Um, you know Olivia was easily I would say the one who didn't raise the bar really for herself, mm. but especially you know what I mean. It's it's she'd been getting this critique, especially coming off of last week's roast, where they were like, "Hey, doing this like baby voice kind of like young thing. Like we've seen you do it a couple times. Right. It's kind of." tired they're tired of it you you have to really listen to what the judges tell you i mean i got really tough critiques on my walkthrough of my one woman show and i went home and i completely scrapped the whole thing and came up with something completely different Mm -hmm. you know you have to you have to listen to the judges because they are literally telling you what they want to see and they wanted to see olivia do more in this challenge and she did fine but she didn't do more than what she had been doing already in the cha- in in the acting and the roast and the other challenges prior to this. Agreed. And things worth remember: she won the improv challenge, but as a mime, right, right,
0: you in know, the Bossi so, Rossi show.
2: Yeah, in the Bossi Rossi show. So I think for Olivia, this was a challenge to be like, hey now show us what you can really do with your voice. You've you, you've shown us that you can be a funny mime. You've given us this kind of like. Baby thing a little bit But now like Let's see it And she did good She did good Her runway was gorgeous But I can see why The cards didn't fall In her favor Um, And I'm gonna guess That the reason Candy Ended up in the bottom two Was less because She did a similar character Than she's done in the past Because they were laughing A lot Mm -hmm. at Candy But Mama Even Candy knows That runway Was (laughs) That <gasps> runway was hot garbage,
1: and she knows it too, which I love about. I that's why I love it. If you, you didn't you know like it. I liked it and didn't like it. Okay, so while 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 we're here, let let's let's dive through each runway. The theme of this
0: runway was um hot pockets, so it was all about the pockets. First up, that came out was Got Mick.
2: This runway was stunning. You can also tell it's one that probably looked even better in person because we know those lights kind of dull some sparkle sometimes. And you know, I think this is the same thing that happened with um, her runway that was also covered in rhinestones. Like, sometimes stones don't pick up as much the lights on camera as they do in person. And it's so
1: confusing because, as drag queens, we're told, like, stone everything because they'll make it sparklier. So, for like Rue, it looks great. But for camera, we're like, oh, really? But I never thought of that. I thought for sure the cameras would pick up the
0: sparkle.
2: Yeah, the cameras love sequins, but the cameras don't love the metal as much. So, like, the same thing happened, you know. Jumping ahead, Olivia said that she stoned the garment, but we couldn't see it on on camera. So it's tough. It's tough sometimes what translates versus what doesn't. But back to Got Mick. I mean, gorgeous. Love the concept. Love that it was like. I love that her reference was like the Flasher in hair. She didn't say in hairspray, but I was thinking. Of, I was thinking of John Waters. Yeah, the yeah. So the Flasher in Hercules, and I was like, I love that That's your reference for a Flasher is the Flasher <laughs> yeah, in Hercules. from a Disney cartoon. <laughs> so good. What do you think,
1: Pre I'm just fully obsessed top to bottom. Yeah. This is something that I I would want to wear. Like it's so fun. I love that bodice. It's it's very the blondes. Um I'm just I'm I'm such a big fan of Got and I have to stop showing
2: favoritism. What's great about Got is is he actually has quite an amazing command of his voice. You saw it in the Snatch game, you know, being able to play up these two different voices of Paris Hill. Right. And that's the thing is too, is, you know, sometimes You don't know till you get there what you can do, but it's like, oh, yeah, like drag is not just how you look. Drag is everything that you do while you're on stage. And I think being able to use your voice is something like if there was something I would tell a baby queen, it's like, yeah, pick up a sewing machine and learn how to make a stitch. But also, like, learn how to use this. You know, you have two lungs and a vocal box and a mouth, you know, and Priyanka uses hers 24-7. So, baby, you got to learn how to step it up.
1: Dead. I'm absolutely Dead. Don't die. We have more queens to go through. Shut up. Candy Muse. Oh, God. It's so bad. It's so weird for her. Like, this is not a Candy Muse drag race runway. Like, this is not
2: something. This is not. I'm choosing not to believe this runway look. I think she was trying to go for, like, a Rihanna fantasy with, like, this asymmetrical hair maybe and, like, you know, like some kind of fantastical moment, but it's very like Matt Gallegon wrong. Like it looks like like it, it it looks like the the outcome of a like challenge like a like a challenge look like you had to make <gasps> it there.
1: Oh yes like a sewing challenge like a sewing Like a, challenge. Like a, like a design challenge where they give you crafts and, yeah but the thing is that she knows it. Like she it's it's
2: she it's, hates the runway. Very... She hates her she she wouldn't even post photos on her Instagram of her wearing it. Yeah. She posted a photo holding the dress.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Olivia Lux.
2: She looked beautiful. Gorgeous. This dress did not read pockets. Did not read pockets. Her. And again, this is what I was mentioning before. She, she, you see her saying it. She's like, and I stoned it. And like, you look around and you cannot see any of the sparkle from the stones because they're not catching the light the way they the way they would in real life, which is unfortunate because I think then it would have looked maybe more impactful. I don't think you still would have seen pockets, but it would have looked more impactful, though it is beautiful. And I, I do think the reason she was in the bottom wasn't because of this runway look. It's because she was probably the one who didn't step up the most in the acting challenge, though she did a good job.
1: Yeah. Up next, Rose. What do you think of Rose's pocket look?
2: Love, I love it. Love, love. I love it. I love the '60s.
1: It's a toot for me.
0: Yeah, you did. A, you brought a lot of '60s moments. I did. Even on the Instagrams, you still do a lot of. I saw your um, yeah. your Agatha from. Um, oh my gosh. From uh, um, Wandavision. Wandavision. Yeah. So, what do we love about this, ladies?
2: It's graphic. Oh yeah. So here's here's if I was gonna ever do this again, I would give myself. Two pieces of advice. The first is get better clothing. And the second one is the clothing has to work from all shots. So Drag Race, you shoot a faraway shot. Yes. And they also zoom in real close. So you have to have looks that work at a graphic level. In other words, it can't just be one color usually unless that's the prompt. But like this outfit works really far away and Mm. then it works zoomed in. It's it's the same um, mindset that I took after doing the season and learning a little bit when I did my promo look and I wanted something that was very graphic in terms of the red and white stripe. Mm, and then you zoom in yeah. and you can still see detail. The same thing applies here. And the 60s is great for that because it is more of a graphic era, but it's something that you can like pull away and you instantly know what it is and you zoom in and you see all the cool detail. You see the beautiful makeup, you see her gorgeous hair, etc., etc. So that's always what I think is the trick to making a drag race outfit work. Um, and the same thing happens jumping ahead with Simone. It works at the close-up, and it works in the long shot. So that's always, I think, the magic with a great runway works And it's unmistakable. Yeah.
0: It's like the challenger's pockets. I'm coming at as a giant-ass pocket.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I
1: loved Simone's. Simone's,
2: Simone's is gorgeous. I love it. I mean, it was, the hair is beautiful. Like,
1: it reminded me, like, it didn't read so much pocket to me. It read more like fly. But... I think I love it still Right? Like because the zipper Like I know I know that there are Zipper pockets But whenever I think pocket I just thought Like a jean pocket Like on the side Yeah I was Utica always texts me Every single week And says What would you have done For this Uh runway? Uh And I feel like I'm on the show again Because then I panic Yeah I would have maybe You know I don't know. I said that I, I would have either. What did I say to her? I, I would have came out as a poly pocket, may, maybe. Nice. Oh, but cute. Then be- but then I, but then I had a better idea, and I forget what it is, and now it's dead. To me. I, I so, came. Out, I I'd come out as a pizza pocket. I think that I would. I'd be a sexy.
0: <gasps> That's so Pizza funny. pocket pizza with like pocket yeah, a is big funny. tomato sauce um, and mozzarella wig, and uh, all kinds of melty, glittery cheese. What would you do?
2: Oh God, I, I have not thought about this. Maybe I just come out with like pock marks all over me.
1: hot pocket all right i'm fucking dead
0: i love it every week we answer uh lovely questions from our lovely audience and in exchange they get free world of wonder merchandise we've been giving out the charisma pin
1: from world of wonder do you have questions for us today i have so many questions i'm just scrolling through them so let's pick dose dose okay here's one for both Jackie and I, do you have a favorite makeup product you like to use? Oh, good question.
2: I've been really getting into um, uh, my friend Deepika, amazing, amazing South Asian creator, has built a line of color correctors called live tinted and they're great for um it's for people of medium to dark skin tones um and it's good for color correcting and you can also use them as lip colors and cheek colors and they work great for my beard coverage as you guys know that was one of my problems on drag race but since drag race i've been using a lot of live tinted um color correctors Cause I need them cause I'm a hairy person. Is it? The color corrector, that's what Rose (laughs) is like putting over her entire face. Yeah, so I use like a peachy, pinky orange. Yeah, I use an orange because my beard is so dark it kind of reads blue under my skin so Mm. the orange is the opposite color so it knocks it out.
0: Mm.
1: Next question.
0: Can you also read the name of of the person or their Twitter handle?
1: So that one, that one was from Adore X Trixia, these fan accounts. Mm. And then this one is so the question is what's the best thing about being Priyanka? But I do want to know that what you think the best thing about being yourself is Jackie and Alec.
2: I want to hear the best thing about being Priyanka. Yeah, her. me too. <laughs> the,
1: okay, so this <laughs> so this question comes from Kathy. Um, I would say that the best thing about being Priyanka is that I don't take no for an answer, and that's where a lot of my successes come from. Boom. I would say that. I would say that. I would say that. Like, whenever someone tells me no, I'm like, I really think on it. I'm like, what do you mean no? Like, you're trying to tell me I can't do this because I'm going to do it. And I'm going to show you how good it can be. Because you people are scared. scared. People are scared to think outside the box and they're scared to take risks. But I'm constantly taking risks. I changed my career in the middle of my life, right? Yeah. So, fuck it.
2: Do fuck it. Fuck it all. Fuck it all. Fuck me. Uh? Um, Alec, I feel like you're going to have maybe maybe a similar answer to me. But I feel like one of the best things about being jackie is that um my drag i like never really tried to be the hottest sexiest fiercest it girl because (laughs) i knew that there would be a younger sexier whatever it girl right behind behind me so i just never took it that seriously with my in terms of like I have to be perfect and fierce and whatever all the right. time, which I think has allowed me to do kind of whatever the hell I want. If I want to be sexy and fierce, I can. But then on days when I'm just want to be like your kooky fun aunt, that's okay too. And I think that <laughs> helps that, that that that's one of the best things about being Jackie is people don't, people don't put me in this. Like, like sometimes I get like, if I was Violet Chachki, I don't know how I'd walk out the house every day because yeah. she looks so immaculate in every moment that I don't know how I would live up to myself. And unapproachable. So it, it's Well, I, I'm not going to speak about her personally, but I will say I've never I've never met Violet, but I just know that her drag is so gorgeous yeah. that, that I don't know how I would ever live up to myself. Whereas like, some days I look beautiful. Some days I look like a... Crazy aunt, and that's okay. Um, So that's, I think, the best thing about being Jackie.
0: I think you're hot as both. I think both of you are hot as both. You're both (laughs) fine-looking gentlemen in and out of drag. The best part part about being me is I also don't take myself too seriously. Um, And I say this for the entire panel that's here today. Being truthful about who I am is what got me here. The truth got me here. Yes. Do you know what I mean? I'm a gay Asian man. I work in television. And being myself got me here, so that's what I'm saying to all the kids out there today: be yourself, because that's what's going to take you the furthest in life. Be yes. nice to the queens online, especially RuPaul is all about love. Can you say love, Jackie Cox? Where can people find you on your socials?
2: At Jackie Cox NYC across all socials and Legend Venmo. Oh, I love you. Yeah, you
0: sounded like I you were do doing love your Jenna. Crystal Method impression for a second there, which was
2: so good. Oh, the vocal fry. The Crystal Method vocal fry is right there. It's, it's, it's all... You just have to find where each Queen's vocal fry is, and then you have it. it and hers was it. like right up
0: here. It's like right here. And then you have your podcast as well, correct?
2: I do. All episodes are now available at worldofwonder.com slash podcasts. Listen to It Do Take Nerd, uh, which if there's a second season, do you guys want to come on? yeah I
1: want I want,
0: I want I want the Jackie it, no. Cox merch I want the glasses
1: the whole Magilla Priyanka where can people find your lovely face and figure? you could find me and my brand new watermelon sugar cover on my YouTube channel and Instagram at the queen Priyanka. And you can find me on Twitter. Wait, I'm, what's her I'm name? Wowie's best. What's her name? <laughs> her name is Priyanka. What's my name? Name. Toronto voted me the best. Get this fame. Fame. Hi, Canada. Did you get my name? Like I copy fish? Did you get my name? Anyways. um, And uh, where else? I don't know. Just Google me. Like what the fuck? I'm famous now, people. How many times have to tell you where I am? Like I work this hard <laughs> to be this famous.
2: Is not google I still me. have to
1: tell
0: you where to find uh, me Just I, I still have me. to spoon feed you all of this info <laughs> you can find me at Alec Mappa on Facebook Instagram and Twitter and you can also listen to me every week on my podcast available everywhere my mental health podcast, which um, Priyanka has been on. Jackie, I want to invite you on as well. We talk about all things mental health with Not a real-life it. therapist. It's called Alec Mappa Hot mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist. Listen to us and feel better about everything. Listen, we're all here because we're super fans, and we love RuPaul's Drag Race. This is the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast but we're also fans of the listeners so thank you for tuning in we'll see you next week for more official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast fun Yay! Bye, bye bitches
1: <laughs> this has been a World of Wonder production